celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. This is the Music Vibes Podcast brought to you by Mix 106, Big 92.3, The Bear. I'm DC Hendrix, of course, your host. Be sure to leave us a review, scroll on down, click write a review, and let us know what you are thinking. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are available. Got a brand new review up on Apple. Really appreciate everyone that's been leaving us reviews and letting us know what you've been thinking. I'm really glad to be back on the grind. And we got a new review from Henry's Dream on Thursday after the Mac Miller episode. He left for five-star reviews, said great conversations, said especially high-caliber discussion about Mac Miller's life and work. Deep appreciation and insights here. Tremendous production value, too. Really appreciate that. Henry's Dream, you get a shout-out right here on the Music Vibes podcast. So unfortunately this week, you know, we got to talk a little bit about something that happened over the past couple of days. We got to travel down to Houston, Texas, because unfortunately there was a big tragedy. Now, as I mentioned on here, I'm a big fan of going to concerts. That's part of my life. And they came back to 2021 after about a year of absence. We finally have concerts back. It's crazy right now. Astro World Festival that happened down in Houston a couple of days ago. We unfortunately ended up losing eight people. Eight people died at Travis Scott's Astro World Festival. We're going to be joined by Shirley Halperin from Variety Magazine. She's going to be joining us to dig into this report. And she's been doing some fantastic work for Variety. And she's been on top of it. You know, Travis Scott has been slammed on social media these past couple of days. He's taken all the blame. I'm here to voice my opinion on this. It's, I've had to sit on it for a couple of days, admittedly, because this is something that hits deep in my heart. You know, and I brought up I brought this up, you know, a few podcasts ago where I finally went to my first concert since the pandemic two months ago. I went to see Machine Gun Kelly uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it was packed crowds sold out and a general admission show. So it's outside. It's on the lawn and it's packed. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Now, I've attended a lot of general admission shows standing only. And, you know, it hasn't been like that. And it was a little bit crazy going to the Machine Gun Kelly one. And I understand, you know, it's all about how different the show is, what artist is performing and things like that, that controls the vibe. But, you know, honestly, this was something that was in the back of my mind when I went to the Machine Gun Kelly concert. I said, I was telling my girlfriend when we went that things could get crazy. You know, hopefully it was just, I was hoping it was just the Machine Gun Kelly show where people were acting like this crazy. But unfortunately, at Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival, it was even crazier and eight people ended up dying. People were in cardiac arrest. People were injecting people with needles, with drugs. It was absolutely crazy. And there's a lot of blame to go around. Live Nation probably gets some, but Travis Scott on social media, if you look, is getting all the blame. Now, I understand we live in cancel culture. Everyone wants to cancel people as soon as something happens. I'm not built that way. I'm not built with that in my body. Yeah, Travis Scott may deserve something, some kind of blame, but he does not deserve all the blame on this. There's a reason why Live Nation push and puts on multiple shows a year. And the reason I'm upset today, the reason why I did this podcast is because I, I'm not really sticking up for Travis Scott, but I really want people to really think about what you're saying when you tweet and say these kind of things on social media. Now, for the people that's sharing videos of other artists, like I know Dave Grohl, is that people are sharing, sharing videos of him in the concert, stopping a fight or something like that. People sharing videos from the Rolling Stones. Yes, I get it. All right. There are times when stuff is going on during a show and the artist stops. Okay. 
But I'm just really upset today. You know, we got all these people that are so-called experts on what Travis Scott should and shouldn't have done during his performance. And it's just I get so annoyed with stuff like this because on the outside looking in, it's always so easy to say what someone should have done after the fact. I, I just I hate that. You know, Travis Scott should have ended the show as soon as he heard. Well, how do we even know that he knew this kind of stuff was going on? You know, if you're seeing people getting carried out, you know, people passing out, that stuff happened at his shows all the time. He's used to seeing that. How is he supposed to know that people are literally dead and dying in his show? There's no way to know that, especially when there's 50,000 plus people. And people, the people that are claiming that his people were told that, you know, people were dying. Like, how is that being reported in the moment? I try to think things logically and I try to think things through before I let someone else decide how I feel. And it seems like a lot of people on social media just see some of the way someone else feels. They see something and they just want to cancel people right away. And it probably don't help Travis Scott dates a Kardashian. That probably don't help either. He ready to get canceled just for dating a Kardashian. Just really frustrating. And meanwhile, this is a tragedy and a lot of people were lost in thoughts and prayers out to all the families that lost someone or even someone that got hurt and injured during this concert. It's a rough time. I mean, like I always say, concerts are supposed to be the escape from reality. Music lovers are supposed to come together and they're supposed to have a great time. And that's why this is so unfortunate. We're not even safe at concerts anymore. But I want to dig into how to make things more safe at our live venues as things get, you know, even bigger. I mean, concerts are starting to come back. We're starting to get you know, live concerts back rolling, festivals back rolling. And it's really important that we put a nip in the bud of any, you know, unsafe and safety hazards that are occurring at these concerts, because I want concerts to keep going. And hopefully you do too. So Shirley Halperin of Variety is going to be joining us here in just moments. We're going to dig into this report and dig into what happened at the Astro World Festival down in Houston. We have to talk about something that's been near and dear to my heart over the past couple of days. And I talked about it, you know, earlier on in this podcast about how I felt about it. It's it's a huge tragedy, nonetheless, whichever side that you were on, whether, you know, I mean, you're not even really necessarily on Travis Scott's side or the venue side or the the attendee, the fan side. But either way, this is a big tragedy. And a lot of people, eight people were lost um, due to in a concert where, you know, we're meant to have a good time. Music is supposed to be the escape. Live music is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a good time. And unfortunately, just a big tragedy down in Houston. So we're talking about the Astro World Festival tragedy that happened down in Houston. We're joined from Variety by Shirley Halperin joining us right now on the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So I can't I can't really say, OK, I am excited to talk about this because you're you know, you're you've been reporting on it in Variety, but it's not. Um, it's a little bit different than what we usually talk about on here. Obviously, we you know dig deep into the music, old and new, but this is just something where earlier on, you know, I just kind of talked about, you know, the return to live music and how different it's been post-COVID and post-pandemic. And I talked a little bit about me attending a Travis Scott concert and also a Machine Gun Kelly concert um, and how different it is from attending those shows as to attending a show like the monkeys where it's a lot seated it's older people it's a totally different vibe so something i talked about earlier you know is just about the safety at live venues and live concerts now and i think a lot of it is just people have been you know dying to get back out into the concert scene and dying to get back to concerts 
So there's a lot of excitement behind it. But kind of help us recap, Shirley, if you can, what transpired down in Houston at the Astro World Festival. Well, you know, um, I'm obviously viewing what happened from afar. I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. um, we did have one of our interns, our variety interns, was an attendee at the concert. So we were able to get you know, a recap from him the next day, but that the night that it was happening, I just started um, getting sort of texts and social media messages that there were like literally people dying um, on, on the field at NRG Park for Astroworld. And, um, you know, it was being live streamed on Apple Music. So everybody kind of saw what happened in real time. And, you know, you could see how um, a situation like that becomes very volatile very quickly. And what we what we learned or what we posited, I should say, for our coverage is that there were two main factors in, in what happened in terms of being a crush of the crowd or a rush of the crowd. And that was that there was a, a stage set up solely for Travis Scott. There were no other acts on that stage. And fans had been lining up since early in the morning. And, you know, they'd been there eight, nine hours, tired, hungry, cold, hot, whatever the, you know, uh, situation may be. They were really wedged in there and couldn't move. Um, and then as soon as SZA's en set ended, um, which was uh, at eight o'clock, mm -hmm. there was no competing... Um, there's no competing act on at the same time. The only entertainment left for the night was Travis Scott at 8.45. So wow. imagine this mass of people from the second stage, which really is the main stage, because mm -hmm. the other stage was uh, called Utopia Mountain, and it was solely Travis Scott's stage. So imagine like those 50,000 people all making their way um, from one area to another at the same time. And making the situation worse, there was a countdown clock, that uh, was a half hour countdown that started at 8.30. So even more people, people saw that and got hyped and ran. There was a lot of running. Um, and that's how people ended up getting trampled and crushed. And, uh, you know, all of that force pushing on people who were standing up against metal, metal barriers, you could suffocate. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and it was just wow. super tragic to watch as it was happening, you know, on social media. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. And I actually got to witness some of this, not at a Travis Scott concert recently, but I talked about it earlier where a couple months ago, I went to a Machine Gun Kelly concert and experienced the same thing. Um, it was absolutely crazy. Um, just, I don't know if it's, and, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, a standing only general admission type of show compared to a seated venue show like indoors you know people like to compare those a lot like is it the artist you know and their fans that you know kind of bring this energy because i have you know i've heard a lot of rumors of travis scott shows and how crazy they can get i've been to one and i didn't think it was that crazy i didn't <laughs> think it was any different than what i've you know haven't seen already on youtube or anything but is this a typical travis scott show having the fans act like this um I don't know that I can answer that definitively. I think it probably changes or it depends on where the show is, mm -hmm. um, who the demographics are and 
um, you know, the age of the audience, of course. I think the COVID situation has made it so challenging to have a festival put on these days. You know, you, you don't you don't want to be in an indoor venue because there's the indoor airflow problem. So you're forced outside. So does that mean that it's going to be on a parking lot? Um, or, you know, is it going to be a soft grassy field? Like where, what are your options for outside festivals? It's incredibly limited. Um, and yeah, you know, people haven't been to concerts in at least a year and a half, almost two years. I would venture to say that a lot of the very young attendees of Astroworld may have never ever been to a concert before in their lives. Mm -hmm. People don't, necessarily know how to act you know even you know my first show back i was like i don't know how to <laughs> i don't know how to act should i have my mask <laughs> on should i not have my mask on like you know it's it's still kind of like people are getting used to it so i think that the young crowd um obviously travis scott shows are incredibly just like hyped up he's always asking or he's not asking but he's always sort of um you know, uh, screaming from the stage about let's rage, let's shake, you know, shake the ground. I mean, you know, these are the sort of things that really, really, um, amp up a young crowd. And that, that's what you ended up, what ended up happening. But I really think it was kind of like a perfect storm of all those things. COVID first concert after a really long time, really young crowd, um, solo stage that had no competing entertainment, a bad, uh, flow of, of uh, crowd, crowd flow for the festival in general, not well planned in terms of set times, which is really like, it's like choreography. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to plan it out right. And I, I almost put, I know that a lot of this is coming down on Travis Scott personally, because it's his festival. His name mm -hmm. is at the top of the bill. But I also would put some of it on Live Nation because mm -hmm. this is their business. They do festivals all the time and they should have known better to allow a situation like that to happen because this really was a preventable tragedy. And you talk about a tragedy. I mean, eight people literally died at this concert. And and like you said, I mean, on social media, at least from what I've seen, it's all on Travis Scott. And that's kind of why I did this podcast. and. I had to take a couple of days to think on it. You know, I don't want to be one that, you know, just releases right away to voice my opinion or tweet or anything like that. I tried to let it set in. You know, I tried to let, you know, everything resonate with me, tried to gather some further info. Yes, he, he definitely deserves some sort of blame. I mean, it's his show. It's his performance. And based off some things that I've seen, I mean, he's in the videos that were recorded. You know, he's seeing people getting carried out. So... I, I guess, Shirley, just asking you your personal opinion on how the situation was handled in particular during the show. I mean, was it really reported that things were being said and he was being told and his his people were being told about tragedies happened during the performance? I have little doubt that his people were told. They were probably aware that there were issues in the crowd. What mm -hmm. Travis knew at any particular moment is really hard to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, because of the way that he built his stage, he was able to really sort of hover above the audience. You would think that that would give him a clear view of what was happening right underneath him. But again, like, you know, it's a throng of people. They're wilding out. Like, this is kind of par for the course at a Travis Scott show. So, you know, was that out of the ordinary? Then it becomes a, a question of like, well, what about when Drake came out? 
was Drake aware because he had been backstage the entire time that there was, you know, some melee going on in, in the crowd? Should he have come on? All of these decisions, these minute by minute decisions are really, really key um, in a situation like this because you don't necessarily have to pull the plug on the entire show, but you can stop, pause the show, get everyone the help they need, calm everybody down. You know, these are young people like they don't they don't know what to do what not to do at a concert like i was saying i think a lot of them may this may have been their first concert and that's a time when the artist really has to take leadership and you know calm the situation make it safe for everybody i didn't see that happening from the videos it seemed like the show went on um and it went on with like a really high energy even though it was a shorter performance so i just I don't know. It's someone is de was definitely responsible for getting word to Travis if a decision had been made that they were in a really, really dangerous situation. And I don't know if that person made it to Travis's ear or not. It's just really unfortunate that this happened, obviously. I mean, that's why this is even a discussion, right? And that's why um, people are calling, I guess, for Travis to be canceled, so to speak. I, I hate seeing that, by the way, but what exactly should have been handled differently? Because, I mean, I look at this situation and I say, well, it's easy to after the fact say, oh, he should have did this. He should have did that. You know, everyone is always an you know how it is. Everyone's an expert after the fact. And uh, and everyone knows that he should have did this. Everyone's an expert. That's the way that we live. <laughs> but I, I just I, I guess I just don't understand how it could have been handled differently on his end and how this is all on him. It's sort of like what I was saying earlier. I really feel like it falls on the promoter or the producer of the event, which, you know, in this case is, you know, either a company owned by Live Nation or Live Nation itself. And I just think that a company like that, which has so much experience in large scale music festivals, should have anticipated that if you don't have an opposing act to the main stage act, you're going to get a crush of people. You know, you don't have to be like a rocket scientist to figure that part out. So that's where I think the blame falls. I really do think it's about, um, you know, staggering the performances, crowd flow, crowd, you know, crowd relief, all of those mm -hmm. things. Um, that was just a, a mistake from the start. Now, on the other hand, you, you look at the stage, right? And I reported on this. This stage costs $5 million in three days to build. So as they're creating this monstrosity, is anyone thinking about, you know, like, wow, we're going to get a rush of people at one time. You know, how is that going to play out when this, you know, stage becomes active? Or again, the countdown clock. You know, won't this really just um, energize or like almost give endorphins to uh, people who are trying to make it from one stage to another? And it takes a while to walk from stage to stage. I don't know if you've ever been to, you know, a festival like Hangout or uh, mm -hmm. Coachella, but it, it could take 20 minutes to walk from one stage to the next. So I think that's the fateful error that was made here um, is in the planning phase. You know, I wouldn't even put the blame on the, you know, police necessarily. It seemed like there were enough police officers there. Uh, they may have been under, um, you know, understaffed when it came to medical, which is another huge problem that I would expect Live Nation, a, a promoter with lots of experience, to know how to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're actually 
we're working on a story and uh, DC, I'll tell you if, if this thing actually runs and then you can use it. But we're working on a story right now that um, says, you know, Rolling Stones. We're working on a story right now that sort of equates the Rolling Stones Altamont moment to Astroworld. You know, mm. like the Stones had to carry that albatross their entire career didn't necessarily impact their career or make them less successful but it's something they carry with them and it will always be an asterisk it will always be a footnote of the rolling stone story and i think that astro world is going to be that for travis so he needs to you know own it as much as that's that's like a terrible thing to have to carry with you through life but i think he's going to because you know eight people lost i mean it's so tragic at altamont i think it was only one and then the rest you know there were like two overdoses so you know just to try to like um put some historical perspective on it these tragedies um the repercussions can last a really long time yeah and i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned that too and of course that's gonna make it surely that's great info that it's definitely gonna be uh, <laughs> well i was like i'm trying to think because the story's supposed to publish tomorrow and i don't know when your podcast goes up so <laughs> oh, i'm hoping to get it out today i'm trying oh, to get okay. this out as quick as possible because it's just it's been heavy on my mind and i'm, I'm really glad that, that you also brought up the fact that there were two overdoses i mean i'm not glad that it happened but i'm glad that you brought it up because that's something else that needs to be discussed here is the reports about, you know, people injecting people with drugs at the concert. So is, you know, that brings up a whole nother discussion. Is, is this a more severe case of Woodstock? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I don't think there's been uh, more than one reported syringe stabbing. So, but still, I mean, you know, how frightening is that? So now you're at a concert and you need to like watch your back to make sure no one's like going to stick a needle in your neck. Like, you know, that's a horrible, horrible thing. And I think that's probably more a sign of the times and our opioid problem and, you know, all of that. Um, I have no explanation for it. I've never heard of such a thing. Um, you know, I was at Woodstock 99. And when I saw that that place was about to implode, I left. You know, sometimes you just get a sense of danger. But something like that, like, a needle stab or any kind of stab, honestly, any kind of physical, um, you know, like penetration with an object by another person is not something you should ever fear at a music festival. So that puts a whole new wrinkle on things. Um, I think we're all going to sort of like, you know, have to come to terms with how the opioid crisis is playing out on our children, you know, um, on our entertainment in Absolutely. our yeah, in our gatherings. And, you know, it's an unfortunate uh, reality of life here in the U.S. So, Shirley, I want to go to your latest report that's up in Variety and it's talking about some of the aftermath and what Travis Scott has done now that the, I guess not the dust hasn't really settled, but he did decide to do something for the people that attended. Could you elaborate on what happened that you reported? Yeah, so this morning we reported um, that he's going to refund all ticket buyers of Astroworld. We also heard a few hours later that he was going to pay for the funerals of all the victims um, and that he has teamed up with a mental health awareness organization and is working with them. You know, he's kind of doing all the right things in a situation like this, um, which is, you know, help the families, you know, help help those on the ground. Um, you know, obviously there are lawsuits piling up 
and he's going to have to face all of those. It's not going to be pretty. Um, but I think in the aftermath, he's doing all the right things. He canceled his show on Saturday for the day in day in Vegas festival where he was headlining. Um, and yeah, he's, he's obviously committing a lot of money to, you know, to help locally in Houston directly to the families. Great reporting as always. Shirley Halperin of Variety, the executive editor of music. Pre really appreciate you for coming on today and talking about this and helping us dig into this report a little bit more. We all have our opinions of what transpired at the Astro World Festival. And, you know, that's why I wanted to get it straight from the source. You've been doing a great job and I wanted to bring you on to highlight that as well. Thank you so much, Shirley. Thanks, DC. Everybody be safe out there. And now we welcome into the discussion from Billboard. He handles all the live music for Billboard. He's been a guest on this podcast several times. It's my good buddy, Dave Brooks. Dave, what's going on, man? Hey, Dietrich, how you doing, man? It's a tough day to talk, huh? It is a tough day. You know, I think I think two out of our, like, five chats have been tough talks. Um, I know. We'll try, we'll try to make things more light the next time. P please. I need it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So we'll, we'll try to end on a good note. How about that? Perfect. <laughs> the reason I brought you on is I've seen your video that you posted on Instagram, kind of giving your heartfelt comments on what happened at Astro World down in Houston. And I wanted to have a deeper discussion with you on how to make our live events more safe. But let's start off with your first initial reaction with, with the fortunate events that you've seen at Astro World. I mean, it's heartbreaking, you know, such a terrible thing in multiple ways. A, you know, we've all been in, anyone who likes, likes music, we've all been in crowds that feel so tight, right? And that you don't have to be a music fan to be mm -hmm. in a crowd where it feels like, whoa, this isn't like, I feel like totally under control. You know, and then, then if you're a music fan, we've been we've been to the crowds that are just starting to feel unsafe, right? You, you're not able to move. You, you're not able. To, sometimes you're not even able to move your arms, right? You, I, I've been in times where I felt almost picked up by the by the crowd. You know, and that, that's even scarier, right? And as you, as you know, as you get older, you kind of learn to avoid that that kind of those kind of you know settings right um mm -hmm. and 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 then and then the worst is you know people start falling over and start falling on top of each other and getting hurt and that's so painful and sad uh to just experience you know to go something that you know what you know happens to your body you start you start getting overheated you have a hard time breathing people are panicking people are screaming there's nowhere to go i mean it is just ter a terrible way to get hurt you know a way to to pass away and, you know, this has happened for hundreds and hundreds of years and it shouldn't, it should never happen. Um, and it's just really unsad because it's just so preventable. Yeah. And something that we were talking about earlier was maybe because like you mentioned, we've all been to concerts and all been to venues and live shows where it felt a little tight, felt a little uncomfortable at times, but we were talking about it earlier and maybe brought up the possibility that maybe things have gotten a little bit worse since the pandemic you mean like in the sense that people are like getting out now and just getting crazier basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah sorry um got it yeah well it does it definitely kind of seems that way right i mean you know um it definitely seems like there's been people who are you know we, we kind of say like you know some people call it you know wilding out right you know um people have to calm down a little bit and not get and then and, and, and watch out for one another because it's not worth it um 
you know, to, 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 to get close to the stage to potentially lose your life or even experience something like that? You know, you handle live music with Billboard. So doing a little research behind, you know, the stage and everything and how everything was yeah, set yeah. up for this event. You know, what what did you what did you think and what were your thoughts on how things should have been handled? So that's a really good question. You know, um, you know, so I'm looking at it. I'm kind of looking at a map a bit now, you know, and the problem is, is like there's two areas where uh, they should have anticipated people wanting to squeeze in and, and being unable to, you know, and um, and you can just see from kind of looking at maps that like, you know, you can see where, you know, once people were pushing towards this middle area, um, kind of behind the first the VIP section, they would not only would all kind of push in towards one area, they'd, they'd have no way where to go, you know, or nowhere to get at once they're in there. So there should have been more, the problem, you know, the problem is there's there's not enough means to prevent people from going into to that area. And I'm talking about kind of the second general admission area, you know, behind the VIP section, um, you know, because you you can't let people freely move when they're that close to the stage. You have to have barricades preventing to keep people separated from each other. But if you just keep loading it with people, then you're gonna you're gonna have the problem that that they had and and. It just doesn't seem like a very smart design to, to slow people going into the space. You know, um, have you looked at pictures of it? You know, you, you see like something like a T-shaped, mm -hmm. right, um, floor with barricades, and that's a normally a good way to do it. But you can't have it have you can't have these, these huge openings on the sides where everybody can enter at once. Mm -hmm. You have to have some kind of way to control with natural with more natural barricades and the trees just obviously like weren't doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of that was because this stage was specifically built just for Travis Scott's performance. They end up spending like $5 million yeah, yeah. On, on this stage alone. So like, I, th I think there was just a lot of safety precautions that weren't taken in this. So like, you know, yeah. I, so everyone, you know, I know you're not on social media a whole lot these days, but um, on social media, if you look, if you read that, it's all Travis Scott's fault. He needs to be canceled. Never release another song again. Uh, take off his catalog and erase the rapper from music history. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, I think I think that that doesn't help. You know, um, at all, right? And it, it mm -hmm. just, um, you know, and I, 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 I wouldn't. I think people are kind of jumping to conclusions that you know he, um, you know, is totally to blame. I, I think he was probably, you know, following the best, you know, information that he, you know, probably had at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, he might have gotten some, he, you know, he, he might have gotten some bad, you know, instruction. He might have gotten some bad advice. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, you know, there wasn't, there really just wasn't a way to, um, to, 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 to do much. Um, by the time, you know, he realized things were kind of out of control. I mean, the question is like, you know, I think the question is like, should, you know, sh should they have stopped earlier? I think clearly, yeah, the answer is, yeah, they should have stopped earlier than they did. Right. Mm -hmm. But does that mean like, why didn't they, what were, were they afraid? Like, you know, uh, were they afraid that how the crowd was going to react? I think that was part of it. You know, I think that part of it was that they were worried that they might lose control of the audience, you know, and, and, and have like a riot. And, and, and have and make the situation even worse. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's um, 
the right way to think about it, but it seems that it seems like a, a you know a, a realistic concern. You know, um, you don't know what's gonna, how people are going to react when you just walk off the stage like that. You know. Yeah, it's a good point. With you being so close to you know working with live venues, um, yeah. how do you think other you know festivals are looking at this and thinking to themselves? All right, we definitely got to look at our safety precautions ourselves. Yeah, I think people are going to, you know, look at, um, they're going to, they're going to basically look at um, how they control the flow and movement of people, right? How people get in, how people get out. I think that's going to be the main focus. Uh, I think they're going to look at um, also, you know, how do we identify when, when people are in distress? You know, how do we identify um, when, when there's, when, when something dangerous is taking place so that we can, you know, you know, we can, we can essentially, um, know, you know, this is not, this is not a false alarm. This is, this is a serious issue and, you know, we can, we can take care of it. I think that's one of the things that they're going to be looking at. So if you're Travis Scott, if, if you're, if you're one of his, you know, I guess managers or people working for Travis Scott, how would you tell him to handle the situation? I know he's already said that he's refunding everyone that attended the venue. He's paying for the funerals of the ones that were lost. How would you handle this situation? I mean, I think that's, that's a, you know, I think that's um, the right kind of thing to, to, to that's, a, that's a, like a good, a gesture, you know, um, if I'm being honest, my, what I would say, you know, is um, don't talk. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and go like be you know uh, I think you know kind of make make your make your initial statements you know um, do what you feel like you have to do you know don't worry about you know oh if I if I if I offer to pay somebody for somebody in pain that I'm going to um, you know put myself in some liability but also don't get out there and, and like say too much right now because you know there's going to be there's going to be a, an invest there's going to be multiple investigations. And it's going to be like a criminal investigation and there's going to be civil investigations. And you don't want to get yourself kind of caught up in that. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get yourself um, in, in, in more trouble than you need to be, you know? So I think he's got to be careful, but I think he's, I think he's doing the right thing. I think he's handling it the right way. Uh, and, and like I said, yeah, I don't necessarily agree. I do not agree with like the whole cancel him thing. Um, like, wow. I, I, I believe that he just did, he didn't really understand what was going on. And I think it's one thing to look at a picture and a video and think, you think you know what he's seeing, you know, and, and, um, and, 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 but you really don't, you know, unless you were there. And mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a way like to like, you know, you know, kind of put people in their place or anything, but it's just, it's the truth. You know, I, um, I think it's, I think, you know, everything has its due. Eyewitness testimonies are important, but so are, you know, a full review of the facts. So that's the main thing. But like, I, yeah, if I, honestly, though, uh, I think he's doing it right. Cause you, unfortunately, you just can't say a lot of stuff right, right now. Gotta keep it kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause anything you say right now is going to be misconstrued anyway by the people that want you canceled. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And I'm really glad that you, kind of had the same, you know, thoughts on this situation because that made our conversation a whole lot easy going and a whole lot easier. Cause if you disagreed and thought that Travis Scott, you know, needed to be canceled, this could have been a very heated discussion because I, I felt very strongly that, you know, people have just been really unfair to Travis Scott personally. Um, there, there's been, 
so many things and I'm starting to see why you left social media and left Twitter because uh, it's it, it's ridiculous, man. It's some of the things I've seen. But so, you know, you so, talked to, you, you talked earlier about, you know, concerts and feeling unsafe. So earlier I was talking about me feeling unsafe for my the first concert I went to post pandemic was two months ago. Uh-huh. Um, I went to see Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Um, and that show, I talked about that show a while back too. That show was crazy, man. Like honestly, what happened at Astro World Fest was something that I thought was gonna happen at the Machine Gun Kelly show. It was absolutely crazy. And this is right after his comments um, that he made against the metal band. I, I'm forgetting who it was on top of my head, but I know he made some comments about a metal band and people didn't like it. So it was a lot going on at this show too. And I, I, you know, was talking to my girlfriend. And I thought first I was joking, like, man, am I too old for general admission standing only shows? Like, am I am I too old? Am I am I ready for the seated venues now? And, you know, we're kind of making a joke out of it. But now that I see this, you know, it's a whole puts things into a whole nother perspective. So like with you being at live events, um, what were some times where you kind of felt unsafe? You know, it's been a while since I felt unsafe. Um, I saw Ra- I saw Rage Against the Machine at the Tibetan Freedom concert in San Francisco, like in 1995 or six. I was probably 16 years old, mm. and I-, I was, you know, it was just so crazy. The crowd, the mosh was being lifted off the ground. Mm. You know, I, I never kind of want to experience something like that again. Um, so I honestly avoid the GA areas usually at festivals. I stand back. Mm. I. I feel like a lot of times now, like they're performing for the camera for everybody else to see. So I don't really, I try to, I, I try to, I try to keep it safe and always keep to know what's between me and the exits, mm. Mm. you know, but yeah, I don't do the GA floors. If they're, if they're crazy like that, no, where was Machine Gun Kelly? I'm curious in an arena or it was a, it was an outside venue. It was the Andrew I'm trying to remember the, the actual venue name it was in cincinnati ohio it was okay right by was it, the was it river icon, icon music center okay that's where it was i know that venue yeah that, and that's a newer venue too live yeah. nation they got to get together i think it's live nation it was um, yeah. wow they got to kind of get together <laughs> um because that shouldn't they shouldn't really be happening you know um um you know they shouldn't be having that um those kind of um those kind of problems, you know, um, it's just, um, I mean, it, I, I think, I think we're going to see, I think we'll see more people kind of cracking down on right of behavior, encouraging people to slow down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Cause it's needed more than ever. So we got live shows back, Dave. This is a lot of different conversation. The last time I think when there wasn't any live shows. So how is life going for you now that live shows are back? It's going, I mean, it's going good. There's, there's so much stuff right now and there's so many, you know, things going on. Um, right. I, um, I, I think that it's, I think people are kind of wishing it was going a little bit, you know, um, better than, you know, um, it is, but mm-hmm. you can't complain too much. You know, I mean, it, it, we're, we're fully back, you know, we're fully back in business and, um, it feels good. I think, you know, um, I just wish there was more. Um, I wish this was stuff wouldn't happen because it just puts everything, it puts everybody back in it. Like you know, it's gonna. It just makes the parents of, these, of kids think to themselves like, mm-hmm. 
and I don't know if I should let my kids do this now, you know, because this seems dangerous and, and, and we don't, and that's, that's the last thing we want. You know, we want everybody to feel safe, you know, and nobody, you should never like risk your life. It's like the whole point of, of concerts is just like, it's, it has to be something safe. You can like know that your kids are going to be all right. at, And you talk, you know, you talk to them, you know, um, I have a friend, we kind of have a joke, like, you know, like you, you know, you want to teach your kids good, good concert form, you know, <laughs> don't, you know, right. Like, Good etiquette, you know, good etiquette, good street smarts, and, and you know, have, uh, right, it kind of makes right decisions, and, and this just makes it harder. It just scares parents, and, you know, and I used to think, you know, maybe my, I used to think it was kind of cool to scare parents, be a little dangerous, but <laughs> as a parent myself now, you know, I know that's a force you don't want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Dave Brooks, my good buddy, joining us here as he is Billboard's senior correspondent, touring and live entertainment. He's the man. Dave, I appreciate you so much for coming on today. And uh, I will make sure that next time our conversation is a whole lot lighter and we got a lot of positive to talk about. Sound good? Sound good, Andrew. Thanks, man. Time Travel with DC Hendrix on the Music Vibes Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device. Podcasts by Federated Media.